Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. Today is March 27th, and today you guys, we're going to take a look at the Book of Omni. Now the Book of Omni is different than any other book in the Book of Mormon, because this one book, 30 verses, spans 230 years and is written by five different authors. The first four authors of the Book of Omni only write 11 verses between the four of them. The other 19 verses are written by the final author, Amalekai. Amalekai tells about King Mosiah, who was warned to flee out of the land of Nephi and to take the righteous Nephites who would follow him with him. As I read verse 13 to you, I want you to think about how it relates to you and I, with conference coming up and the chance to listen to the prophets, And with all the difficulties that we have going on in the world right now, listen to these promises found in verse 13, if we will listen to the prophets. Verse 13 says this, And as many as would hearken unto the voice of the Lord, they were led by many preachings and prophesyings, and they were admonished continually by the word of God, and they were led by the power of his arm through the wilderness until they came down into the land which is called the land of Zarahemla. I love the promise that we can be led by the word of God, by the prophets of God, that we can be led by their power through the wilderness that we're going through right now in the world. That for some reason stood out and was so powerful for me as I thought about the opportunity to listen to the prophets next weekend. So in verse 14, King Mosiah discovers a group of people called the people of Zarahemla. And the people of Zarahemla was a group of people who left Jerusalem about 11 years after Lehi. And they came here to the Americas also and were living on the American continent as well. The big difference between the people of Lehi and the people of Zarahemla is that the people of Zarahemla didn't have the brass plates. They didn't have a record of their ancestors, they didn't have the teachings of the prophets, and they didn't have that history of the language. And they began to suffer because of it. I want you to think about this. Have you ever had something difficult in your life that you had to do, or something difficult that you had to go through, and you didn't understand fully why until later? It didn't make sense to you why you had to do this until weeks, months, or maybe even years later? Nephi and his brothers had to leave their father and mother and return to Jerusalem to get the brass plates. It was several days journey. It was difficult to do. The first time they approached Laban, he threatened to kill them. Like they were having all these failures. And then when Nephi went back, he was commanded to kill Laban, which he did not want to do. But the Lord instructed him to do it. And so he obeyed. And so they went through all these hard, difficult things to get the brass plates, even though they didn't fully understand why or why it was so important. But that becomes very clear why the brass plates were so important when we meet the people of Zarahemla. Because they didn't have a language of the people or the teachings of the prophets that the Nephites did, they began to lose their language and they began to suffer in their faith from the lack of those records. And it helps us understand more fully why Nephi and his brothers had to deal with those hard things albeit hundreds of years later, we get this very clear image of the importance of those records. Elder Uchtdorf told a story in April of 2006 called See the End from the Beginning. And in that story, he says this, I would like to share with you an experience from my boyhood. 
When I was 11 years old, my family had to leave East Germany and begin a new life in West Germany overnight. My parents operated a small laundry business in our little town. I became the laundry delivery boy. I delivered laundry on a bike before and after school for quite a few years. Most of the time, I was not overly excited about the bike, the cart, or my job. Sometimes the cart seemed so heavy and the work so tiring that I thought my lungs would burst, and I often had to stop to catch my breath. Nevertheless, I did my part because I knew we desperately needed the income as a family, and it was my way to contribute. Many years later, when I was about to be drafted into the military, I decided to volunteer instead and join the Air Force to become a pilot. I loved flying, and I thought being a pilot would be my thing. To be accepted for the program, I had to pass a number of tests, including a strict physical exam. The doctor said, you have scars on your lungs, which are an indication of a lung disease in your early teenage years, but obviously you are fine now. The doctors wondered what kind of treatment I had gone through to heal the disease. Until the day of the examination, I had never known that I had any kind of lung disease. Then it became clear to me that my regular exercise in fresh air as a laundry boy had been a key factor in my healing from this illness. Without the extra effort of pedaling that heavy bicycle day in and day out, I might never have become a jet fighter pilot and later a 747 airline captain. We don't always know the details of our future. We are surrounded by challenges on all sides. But with confidence in God and faith in His promises that His Spirit will always be with us, you never need fear the future. I love that example of how something that President Uchtdorf didn't enjoy doing, something that he despised really as a kid, later in his life he would realize that there was an important reason why he was doing that. And we can see that same thing here in the Book of Omni, that as difficult as it was for Nephi and his brothers to obtain the brass plates, here in Omni we really understand why that was so important to the Lord that they return and go through all those hard things so that they could have the brass plates and that their posterity could continue in the faith of their fathers, having the language of their fathers. My favorite verse in the book of Omni is actually verse 26. In verse 26, he says, And now, my beloved brethren, I would that ye should come unto Christ, who is the Holy One of Israel, and partake of his salvation and the power of his redemption. Yea, come unto him, and offer your whole souls as an offering unto him, and continue in fasting and praying and enduring to the end. And as the Lord liveth, you will be saved. I love the phrase, as the Lord liveth, in the scriptures. That was actually a covenant phrase. When someone in the scripture said, as the Lord liveth, they were making a covenant with someone. And so here, he asks us to come unto Christ to believe in God, to make ourselves a holy offering, to believe in the power of his redemption, to continue in fasting and prayer, and to endure to the end. And he says, if we do those things, he covenants with us that we will be saved. One of my favorite quotes of all time came from April 2004 conference, Elder Christofferson. He said this, let me mention one other thing. In ancient times, when the people wanted to worship the Lord and seek his blessings, they often brought a gift. For example, when they went to the temple, they brought a sacrifice to place on the altar. 
as you seek the blessing of conversion, you can offer the Lord the gift of your broken or repentant heart and your contrite or obedient spirit. In reality, it is the gift of yourself, what you are and what you are becoming. Is there something in you or in your life that is impure or unworthy? When you get rid of it, that is a gift to the Savior. Is there a good habit or quality that is lacking in your life? When you adopt it and make it part of your character, you are giving a gift to the Lord. Sometimes this is hard to do, but would your gifts of repentance and obedience be worthy gifts if they cost you nothing? Don't be afraid of the effort required. And remember, you don't have to do it alone. Jesus Christ will help you make yourself a worthy gift. His grace will make you clean, even holy. Eventually, you will become like him, perfect in Christ. So as verse 26 says, we can offer up our whole souls as an offering to Christ. And as Elder Christofferson said, we can make ourselves a worthy gift. I testify that when we make ourselves a whole offering, when we make ourselves a worthy gift, and when we make the necessary sacrifices in our lives, our Father in Heaven has covenanted with us that we can be clean and pure before Him, that we can be holy without spot, and that as we endure to the end, we can receive all that He has, peace in this life and salvation in the life to come. I testify that that is Heavenly Father's plan. That is the plan of redemption. That is the plan of happiness. And that plan is available to us only in and through Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for listening today, you guys. If you're liking this podcast, make sure to subscribe, to like, to share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.